0: They say that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But in the case of Derek Kaufman, the apple rolled all the way to L.A. The one thing Derek and his mother share in common, however, is the love for breaking news. TMZ is breaking news faster than the New York Times. So sit back and enjoy the news from Hollywood as only the Kaufman family can bring it.
1: Welcome back, my poor son has uh, been away from the show for two weeks, and this is the final show in the noon hour, Derek. So you're the final person on the air on this well, noon hour.
0: Well, well, I couldn't miss your grand send off, even though I, I've been derelict the last few weeks. I apologize for that. I was sick, had a lot going on, but I'm back in full force, and the timing couldn't be better, right? We got a, we got a double strike going on here in Hollywood.
1: What is this? I mean, how does this, you know, how does it affect you? Because you're in Hollywood.
0: You know, this is about actors. And we're not actors out there. We're journalists. So nothing will impact our shows or our business directly. But everything you like to watch on streaming and at the theaters is going to be impacted right away. Um, you know, there'll be a lag. There's things in production that will still come out. But you'll start to feel this. So now the writers and the actors are on strike together um and a lot of people think this will put a lot of pressure on the studios but i'm not so sure uh you know they're gonna you know they are gonna sweat it out and it's gonna be a difficult long protracted negotiation there's a lot of things that take uh, ai be sort of a very big feature of this and how we're going to use actors going forward
1: yeah well and how you're going to use writers because if ai can write the scripts what do you need writers for
0: it's so true, and and you know SAG, you know the, the face of this though is is going to be the actors. You know writers are always behind the scenes, and I think they're very very happy to see the actors standing by them because that'll put a lot more pressure. People miss the faces, uh, and they don't realize how much of the, the the labor is actually done by writers behind the scenes. And a lot of people think, ah, just plug it into an AI machine and we'll get the same script. Uh, this is going to put a lot of pressure, so we'll see. Fran Drescher though is taking some heat. She's the president of the union. You remember her from The Nanny. And she was uh, at an event in Italy taking pictures with Kim Kardashian, took a lot of heat for it at the 11th hour, should have been negotiating maybe. Uh, people are saying the optics of that were terrible, and now here we are in a strike.
1: Well, what was she doing there? Wasn't it like some fashion thing? Yeah,
0: it was a Dolce & Gabbana event. You know, she's a she's a brand ambassador. She's, she's saying, look, it was work. It was a work function. I had an obligation. Oh. And in some sense, it's... You can do a lot of work over the phone. She's not really rolling up her sleeves with lawyers uh, necessarily, but the president of the union is negotiating these deals and, and communicating to her constituency. And people thought it was a bad look because there's a lot on the line. You know, there's famous actors who have billions of dollars, but a lot of people are just toiling away and trying to pay their rent. And uh, it's going to be a tough period for them.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people are a little distressed, the fact that, uh, you know, this movie, The Sound of Freedom, really ended up being kind of a box office winner when, uh, you know, it, it's not your typical film again, the James Caviezel film. And the left is trying to bring this movie to its knees, and it doesn't seem to be working.
0: Yeah, you know, Caviezel's an interesting guy because he was in The Passion of the Christ. So he, he definitely represents a different sort of political bed than most of uh, the industry. You're right. Uh, the facts are the facts. If the movie does well, it does well.
1: Yeah, and it did do well. Um, let me ask you about this Costner divorce. I mean, this thing seems to be never ending. Like, does she move out of the house yet or no?
0: This is one of the nastiest we've seen in a long time. So, you know, there's a prenup between the two of them but where she, by filing this, this divorce, Kevin says, she had to move out of the house. And she's essentially squatting. The prenup is very clear on this point, according to him, and she should move out of the house. Well, now he's worried that she's going to move out by July 31st and that she's taking everything with her, you know, appliances, <laughs> pots and pans. And he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You take the clothes, the toiletry, the the handbags, but you can't just grab everything unless we agree on what you're taking out of this house. So everything's very, very petty and nasty at this point. Uh, He's saying, like, she's, you know, buying new cars, knowing that she's going to get to keep a car, the divorce settlement. So this could get a lot nastier before it gets better.
1: Yeah, and it just, you know, Yellowstone got snubbed again. It's not been a great uh, couple of weeks for Kevin Costner.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of money, but now, you know, there's a strike, so things will dry up, and then you're just uh, living on your savings, but he, he's got a lot of it. So don't, don't, don't lose any sleep over Kevin Costner.
1: I won't. Well, I have to laugh. I saw our new soccer star here in Miami pushing his own card in a Publix, and the cart was filled with your number one food item.
0: Ariel cereal you know me as a kid all i did was eat cereal i would eat it for breakfast lunch and dinner and it looks like messy you know what's surprising is to see a guy of his caliber just pushing around in a in a public uh and roaming with the normies and picking up a lot of cereal because you think these athletes all eat so clean that they would never have cereal or carbs in their body He needs them you know soccer is a sport where you need carbohydrates to run on that field for You know, 90 minutes. That's a lot of cardiovascular running. And that's how he eats.
1: I got to tell the audience, you know, when Derek was uh, prepubescent, he uh, went on this total cereal. All he ate was cereal out of the box and all he drank was water. He drank so much water that I thought he was going to drown. But uh, it didn't seem to affect your brain.
0: I I was a a man with fickle taste. Now I'm caught up. I I eat everything now. I I can't imagine just eating Cocoa Krispies, but there was a period uh, there in high school where that was all I wanted.
1: All right. And finally, um, Jocelyn Hernandez. I mean, I don't know who this woman was. Apparently she had a reality television show, but boy, she was duking it out here in Sunrise with the police.
0: Yeah, this is is a pretty crazy story, you know, and, you know, we get a lot of, this is not maybe someone famous to you, but we certainly see this on our end as someone uh, who's who's a a bigger star than you may have realized, and yeah, duking it out with police, wild. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's totally wild, and of course, don't you wish you were Leonardo DiCaprio?
0: My goodness! What a life! What a life! Yeah. He's linked again with two models that he's already been linked with: Maya Jamma, I believe that's her name, and she's she's my jam too. Uh, yeah. And Neelam Gill, who is uh, these are just beauties. And one of them was yeah. wearing actually a Leo necklace. It was she says it's just her zodiac sign. I'm not so sure. It's not a little wink at the cameras, but look, this guy's linked to every model on earth, and he is single. Yeah. Uh, he's been linked with Gigi Hadid, but they've maintained that they're just friends. So. Mm-hmm. This is what Leo does. He prowls around, and it doesn't matter how old he gets, he's the Jack Nicholson of my generation.
1: He is, but he sort of has gotten a dad body lately, and I don't mean that in a flattering way. Derek, always a pleasure. Will you be able to join us in the 3 o'clock hour starting next week?
0: I hope so. Let's let's (laughs) talk.
1: Amen. All right. Thank you. Have a great weekend.
0: All right. Talk to you guys soon. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye-bye. Well, and that's it, man. I'm signing off from this noon hour, and I must admit that uh, I'm excited and I hope you are too. It doesn't really matter to people who listen online or listen on, you know, the, to the podcast, but to those of you who have depended on hearing my voice at 12 o'clock noon for so many years. I mean, I remember the day they first approached me and said, we need somebody who can go up against the biggest talent in the industry and not be afraid to take the 12 o'clock. Well, at that point, I was taking the 12 to three o'clock uh, spot when uh, it was dominated for decades by Rush Limbaugh. And I just saw it as a challenge and I felt like a lot of people would listen to both. And, and that proved to be true. But now we're moving out over to 3 o'clock p.m. You'll be listening to Dan Bongino at noon, starting on Monday, and me right after Dan's show. What a great lead-in. I'm kind of excited about that. So I thank you for your time this time. Until next time, my plan is to be back in front of this microphone at 3 o'clock on Monday, and I hope that you will join me then. And we'll be here if it be his will and he delays his coming what lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. And may God bless you. Have a safe weekend. And may God bless this here United States of America. You are the reason I do what I do. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. See you on Monday.